Welcome to Episode 17, Part 1 of the Discovering the Male Mysteries podcast. I'm your host, Mel Mystery. Today's episode is all about conspiracy theories, why we love them, some of the more popular theories, and how conspiracy theories are being used in right-wing propaganda. On the lighter side, I'm also happy to bring you a funny segment on why my friend David doesn't believe North Dakota exists. Part 2 of this episode will be coming out in the near future. Before we get into the episode, I want to share some of my ongoing news. There is some news and hope on the home buying front. I've mentioned in previous podcasts my desire to get my family home back. My mom sold it a few years ago despite the wishes of me, my sister, and my late father. The newest owner suggested he is interested in moving in the near future and that he would be open to selling the house to me for a fairly reasonable price when he does. This is the second owner since my mom sold the house about three years ago. In order to make it viable, I will have to sell my current home, find a job there, and relocate. I really want to get out of the city and back into a more rural setting anyway. The only downsides are that good jobs are harder to find in the country, and there aren't thriving gay and pagan communities in the area. That said, my big plan for the past several years has been to move to a rural area where I can start a private campground where I can bring those communities to me. As for upcoming retreats and gatherings, I'm in the process of planning two upcoming pagan men's retreats for 2019. From April 11th to 14, 2019, my local pagan men's group will be hosting our annual Brotherhood by the Bog retreat at First Landing State Park in Virginia Beach. Our theme this year is Brotherhood Across the Boundaries, Valuing Our Diverse Tribes. Among our workshops will be a panel on the intersection of sexuality, masculinity, and spirituality, and another panel will be on valuing our diverse spiritual paths. We currently have a musical guest, Sir Hex Nottingham, who will lead a tribal drumming workshop in our Saturday evening drum circle. Registration is relatively inexpensive, too. If you make our February 14th pre-registration deadline, it's only $30 for the entire weekend, plus $15 a night if you need tent space. After that, it's only $40 for the weekend, plus $15 a night for tent space. Registration includes basic meals. I'm also in the early stages of planning a gathering geared for gay and bi-pagan men. Our other retreat is for pagan men in general, regardless of sexual orientation. The details of the new retreat are sparse at the moment. We're looking toward late September or early October 2019. The event will most likely take place at a state park campground in central Virginia. We plan to have more details and registration information online by the end of March. We do have a name for the gathering. It will be called the Arcadia Gathering, and the first theme will be Discovering Arcadia, Empowering Queer Men's Spirituality. The Greek god Pan will be our patron for the first gathering. Details about both the Brotherhood by the Bog Retreat and the Arcadia Gathering can be found at www.olympuscampgroundresort.com under the Events tab. That's www.olympuscampgroundresort.com. N-D-R-E-S-O-R-T.com. I've also been looking ahead to LGBTQ events and gatherings I'd like to attend in 2019. I'm hoping that my schedule and finances will allow me to return to the Between the Worlds gathering in Ohio in September. Between the Worlds is a gathering for pagan men who love men. Because of finances and other responsibilities, I'm not sure if I'll be able to attend this or other big events this year. One last bit of news before we move on to the conspiracy segment. In recent episodes, I've promoted a group I had started called the New Order of Chironia. The group was a reimagining of a 19th century gay organization that venerated ancient Greek mythology. Our group was mostly an online discussion board. I had hoped that folks might be inspired to create their own chapters and to spread the word. 
For a number of reasons, I've decided to backtrack on this a bit and start a similar but different group. The biggest thing is that as a remake, I really don't have a trademark on the name or concept, and there were some people out there that took all my research and hard work, copied it, and made it their own. There were also issues on the online discussion board between gay folks who were very prudish about sexuality, and others also on the board who seemed to only want to post naked and sex photos. I had really hoped to find the middle ground where we could have intellectual conversations, but also where we could be open and accepting of sexuality and even tasteful Greek nudity. It always surprises me both how sexuality negative many gay men can be, but also how other gay men don't seem to have a sexual filter. In lieu of the upcoming Arcadia Gathering, I'm working on a new group that will tie into the gathering. The group will still focus on pagan and Hellenistic gay and bisexual men, and the gathering will be the real-world anchor for the group. The group will eventually be charged with running the gathering, and the gathering will be a major venue for building and engaging membership. I have no immediate plans to start an online discussion group, but when I do, it will be a private group only open to members who have taken part in real-world events like the Arcadia Gathering. I'm not ready to share any additional information yet, but hope to unveil the group at the first Arcadia Gathering. That's really about it for now. Stay tuned and enjoy today's show. Many gay and bisexual men, dissatisfied with modern religions that struggle to accept and condone us, are hearing the call of the old gods, those gods and religions of antiquity that embraced us and recognized our inherent spirituality. While modern religions debate our worth as lovers, as priests, as sexual beings, the old gods and the old religions embraced us as sacred. We were their shamans, their priests, the intermediaries between the gods and mankind. Many of the gods themselves were homosexual, bisexual, or transgendered. These gods were untamed, vibrant, and sexual. Accept their call and their healing embrace. These are the Male Mysteries, and I'm your host, Mel Mystery. Conspiracy theories are fun. I mean, who doesn't like to speculate that the government is covering up alien contact, that the world might be secretly run by the Illuminati, or that there's a secret alien or Nazi base hidden under the ice in Antarctica? Humans love a good mystery, whether it be conspiracy theories, urban legends, stories of Sasquatch and Yeti, or whatever. Like a good rumor, all it takes is a breadcrumb here, a little innuendo there, and enough of a half-truth to confirm whatever wild theory one wants to believe. If we put the pieces together ourselves, it must be true, even if someone else left us a trail of breadcrumbs to follow. Conspiracy theories can be fun, but they can be dangerous too. Pizzagate is a good example of this. Back in 2016, about the time of the presidential elections, proponents of the Pizzagate theory put out the notion that hacked Democratic Party emails contained coded messages referring to a child sex ring at the Comet Ping Pong restaurant in Washington, D.C. Believing the conspiracy theory to be true, a man from North Carolina traveled to D.C. and opened fire in the restaurant. I'm a sucker for a good conspiracy theory, but I try to be objective about them, too. I've noticed a lot of conspiracy theories tend to support right-wing propaganda and Christian beliefs and ideology, and I've been curious as to why. I decided to do this podcast on conspiracy theories after listening to an interview with Cliff High, creator of the WebBot. 
For those of you unfamiliar with the WebBot, it's a computer algorithm that searches for trends in language on the internet. Supposedly, these language trends come about because of subconscious information in the collective human consciousness. The WebBot has been around for a while and supposedly even predicted 9-11. Originally, it was intended to predict market and finance trends, but its creator, Cliff Hyde, noticed it seems to predict other things, so he expanded its use and he sells regular prediction reports. Hyde comes across as somewhat of a hippie, and the jury is out whether he's a genius, a kook, or something in between. When I was listening to his recent interview, he was talking about how Trump was elected to bring down the shadow government, how the people in power behind the scenes are running pedophilia rings, and all those kinds of things that I'd expect from conservatives and David Icke, rather than what I've come to expect from High. It got me wondering, though, why are so many conspiracy theories out there supporting right-wing propaganda, and why are so many obsessed with pedophilia? I found some answers. I'll get to those later in the show. That computer seems to be telling us just what we want to hear. Before we go further with the show, I'd like to share some popular conspiracy theories. Obviously, Elvis, Jim Morrison, Tupac, and many other celebrities have faked their own deaths and are still alive out there somewhere. Of course, the moon landing was fake. How could it be otherwise, since the Earth is actually flat? Yes, there are people in this day and age who believe that the Earth is still flat. Uh, actually a disk. Apparently NASA guards an ice wall at the outer perimeter of the disk to keep people from climbing over and falling off the edge. Flat earthers believe the earth is flat because it's flat when they walk on it, and they believe it's much cheaper and more plausible for NASA to fake the idea of a round earth than to actually send rockets into space or to the moon. At the other extreme, some folks believe that NASA and the government are consciously covering up the existence of aliens. Space aliens, not illegal aliens, from Mexico or Canada, though to be fair, the government is covering them up too, especially the ones on food stamps. With all the photos from the Mars rovers, there's always someone pointing out something in the photos that must be artificially made by space aliens. NASA claims it's a rock, but we know it's actually an ancient alien toaster. What else could it logically be? We're also pretty sure the government found aliens at Roswell in 1947. Scientists reverse-engineered their spaceships, and that's why we now have computers, microchips, and smartphones. By now, governments also have diplomatic relations with aliens, but they aren't saying anything about these relations to prevent widespread panic. Of course, maybe we should panic. According to conspiracy theorist David Icke, humans were genetically altered to serve these reptilian alien overlords. By the way, British royalty are all descended from shape-shifting reptilian aliens and secretly run pedophilia rings. Their alien ancestors might be the fallen angels from the Bible. These fallen angels were actually aliens. As long as we're talking about aliens, there might be aliens living under the ice in Antarctica, or maybe an ancient civilization, or maybe a thriving Nazi base. Depending on which camp you belong to, either global warming, the government's weather-altering heat ray, or an interdimensional portal is melting the ice in Antarctica. Regardless, once the ice melts, the government, aliens, and or the Nazis will no longer be able to hide the truth. According to some conspiracy theorists, the government has weather-controlling machines as part of the high-frequency active auroral research program, otherwise known as HARP. HARP isn't the only weapon in the government's insidious weather-altering projects. Chemtrails, those trails of smoke and condensation left by jets trailing across the sky, might actually contain chemicals used for weather control, brainwashing, population control, or blocking out solar radiation. 
fluoride in city drinking water is, or at least was, a communist plot. Those communists weren't interested in preventing cavities or tooth decay. Instead, they wanted to socialize American medicine. The low doses of poison might also weaken people over time. Some folks have suggested that fluoride wreaks havoc on the human pineal gland and closes the third eye. Those wanting to remain woke should avoid fluoride at all costs. If you want to remain out of the devil's grasp, avoid RFID chips, and whatever you do, don't get an RFID implant. There are many Christian conspiracy theorists who believe that everyone will be forced to have these chips implanted under their skin and that they will replace credit cards and ID cards in the future. That future is now. The thing is, they believe these chips to be the mark of the beast from the book of Revelation. I actually had my cat implanted with an RFID tracking chip in case he ever gets lost. I have to say that there are some days when I truly believe that he must be possessed by the devil. Then again, isn't that the case for most cats? There are some folks who believe that a giant planet possibly inhabited by the Anunnaki or Anunnaki from ancient Sumerian mythology will either collide with the earth or pass very close by creating worldwide devastation. This planet is called Nibiru or Planet X. Of course the Illuminati probably know all about what's really going on in the world and they are doing their best to mislead humanity. The Illuminati is a secret group of politicians, bankers, business moguls, and celebrities who rule the world behind the scenes. Hey, I know what's wrong with your truck. It's your quote-unquote pollution control. I heard on talk radio you don't even need them. They're just neg-hit government plot. How is cutting down on pollution a government plot, Dale? Open up your eyes, man. They're trying to control global warming. Get it? Global. So what? That's code for UN commissars telling Americans what temperature it's going to be in our outdoors. I say let the world warm up. See what Boutros Boutros golly golly thinks about that. We'll grow oranges in Alaska. Dale, you giblet head. We live in Texas. It's already 110 in the summer, and if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Now that we've talked about general conspiracy theories, the current right-wing and conservative voting base is a breeding ground for conspiracy theories, all supporting a conservative worldview, of course. Since the election of Donald Trump, right-wing and conservative conspiracy theories abound. I already mentioned Pizzagate, where a man from North Carolina opened fire in a Washington, D.C. pizza restaurant because he believed that Democrats were running a pedophilia ring out of the restaurant. In fact, Trump's presidency has been a hotbed of conservative conspiracy theories. The irony, of course, is that many of these have been spread by Trump himself. The other irony is that Trump is directly responsible for misinformation and misdirection, though his supporters are quick to claim that it's the liberals and Democrats who are lying and cheating. Trump is concerned with appearances, from hiring actors to attend his campaign rallies to claiming the biggest inauguration crowd ever, despite photos that showed otherwise. He frequently makes allegations of fake news to anyone who challenges him or his view of the world. Obviously, all the media except Fox News are extremely liberal and biased against conservatives and against Trump's presidency. There are many conservatives who believe that Trump was elected to take down the deep state shadow government that is supposedly running our country behind the scenes. He's draining the swamp and fighting government corruption. He's certainly not filling the swamp or adding to the government corruption. That would be crazy talk. He's the government outsider, and to many, he's also a messiah come to solve America's problems problems brought on by liberals, LGBT folks, and those who want common sense gun laws. Many Christians who normally would be quick to condemn anyone else's lack of morals and character have jumped on the Trump bandwagon.
Remember the Women's March and all those protests against Trump's presidency? There are many conservatives who believe and spread the idea that all those protesters are paid actors and that a billionaire named George Soros is the puppet master paying all these actors to push his liberal agenda. He also supposedly owns the Black Lives Matter movement and is secretly building a liberal world order. I really feel gypped. I marched in my local Women's March and nobody paid me anything. Then there were the allegations that high school students standing out for common sense gun control after shootings in their high schools were paid crisis actors sent to take away Americans' Second Amendment rights. Some conspiracy theorists have no shame or conscience. Maybe they got confused since their president has actually been caught hiring actors for his campaign rallies and is a habitual liar. Guns, gays, fake news, and the deep state government are not the only targets of conservative conspiracy theories. Many believe climate change and global warming is a hoax. Despite scientific evidence to the contrary, these folks believe that the data has been manipulated to promote environmental ideologies and to shut down industrial manufacturing and fuel companies, such as the petroleum and coal industries. Of course, there are a number of conspiracy theorists who don't believe in science either. Going back to Cliff High and the WebBot predictions I mentioned earlier, High has been predicting a coming global ice age for years. So who's been spreading all these conservative conspiracy theories? Besides Trump himself, Fox News, and the InfoWars website, there are a number of other conspiracy sites, and of course there's social media too. We also know the Russians have been using vulnerabilities in social media platforms as part of a social engineering campaign to get Trump elected and to further spread political and racial fears and divisiveness in our country. I think there are a number of reasons why conservative conspiracy theories abound. I think the number one reason is that the extreme conservative political agenda doesn't have an objective, ethical, or scientific leg to stand on. Not these days. Their unwavering support for Trump in the wake of his outright lying, corruption, and mockery of science and our democracy has shown they're not the party of morals or democracy anymore. Most Americans support common-sense gun laws, so the only way to promote extreme gun rights in this age of frequent mass shootings is to claim that the shootings were staged and that those speaking out are actors. The only way to continue supporting this lying, corrupt president is to believe he is the only one telling the truth and that the supposedly objective media is a liberal tool out to get him and that protests against him are staged by another billionaire. The only way to believe things that contradict science is to believe that science isn't real. Guns don't kill people. The government does. I'm here today with my friend David Kaufman. There has been a long-running joke related to David and a theory that North Dakota doesn't actually exist. David, I'm doing a podcast on conspiracy theories, and I'd like to interview you about the whole North Dakota thing. Is that all right with you? Sure. Thanks for inviting me. So, David, could you tell us how this whole North Dakota thing started? Yes. It was back in 2002. I was at a men's retreat in a cabin, and we were uh, having fun uh, answering questions from a book that was all questions. And one of the questions was, if you had to sacrifice a state in the United States, which one would it be? And everyone went around in a rather large circle and gave various states, and they very interestingly gave various reasons. Everybody did not have the same reason why they wanted to sacrifice the state. When it finally got around to me, I was the last person. And I said, North Dakota. So what was your reasoning behind North Dakota? Um, I said North Dakota because no one seems to know anything that goes on there. And I thought nobody would miss it. 
Okay. <laughs> but what about Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore is in South Dakota. I see. So, so, so did you have other reasoning behind it? I did. Um, but before I could really say much about why, my, the actual thing that I said was take all of the ICBMs out and give it to Canada because it would be an easy way to sacrifice the, the state. Nobody, it might mess with our flag a little bit, you know, the stars on our flag, but I mean, nobody would notice. And uh, before I could really go into anything, the person to my left uh, got very uh, agitated and uh, wanted to know why. And I, and I turned to him and I said, do you know anyone who lives in North Dakota? And he said, no. I said, do you know any rivers that are in North Dakota? He said, no. Do you know the governor or any of the U.S. senators or congresspeople from North Dakota? No. Do you know what North Dakota produces? Like, what's its big product that it produces? He said, no. And I just kept going on and on. I asked if there were any national monuments that he knew about in North Dakota. He said, no. So I went on, I went on and on like this for about 10 minutes. And he suddenly looked at me and he said, this is starting to make sense. And that bothers me. <laughs> So over the years, the idea has escalated from the original idea that North Dakota could be sacrificed to the idea that North Dakota either doesn't exist or is related to some great conspiracy. Could you elaborate on how the concept snowballed and some of the conspiracy theories that have been thrown out of, uh, thrown around about North Dakota? I can. Uh, and I can't take credit for all of these. It kind of, as you say, it snowballed and so other people started joining in. Uh, one person said that there was an obfuscation field that covers the entire state, and that's why we never hear anything going on there. This is back in 2002. Um, and one person said, oh, well, there must be a government conspiracy involved or some secret group because the obfuscation field would, you know, operate that way because the media never pays attention to, to North Dakota. Uh, and... So th there were various um, reasons given behind uh, why North Dakota would, would do such a thing, uh, like just stay under the radar. Okay. You've actually received some backlash over the whole North Dakota thing. Could you tell us a little bit about that? I, I did. It turns out um, a friend of mine who was at that original um, uh, question and answer type discussion uh, thing that involved questions uh, mentioned it to someone uh, who's uh, somewhat of a, uh, a notable on the radio, and evidently he's from North Dakota and, and really did not enjoy what I said. And evidently, uh, I have a detractor out there. <laughs> a radio host in North Dakota. <laughs> yes. No, he's not. He's, oh. He, he's from North Dakota. Oh, okay. He doesn't, I don't think he actually broadcasts. Wasn't radio. there something with, with a radio or TV host or something, or am I, am I making No, that that's, that's correct. He... he uh, I don't want to say his name, but um, of course. he's uh, he's on NPR. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Often. <laughs> okay. And now evidently doesn't like me very much. I see. We've never met, though. Right. <laughs> so have you ever been to North Dakota? No. <laughs> no, because, it, I mean, it doesn't exist. That's right. It doesn't exist. I can go there. Okay, last question. Do you know what interstate goes to North Dakota? I do not. Aha. Aha. <laughs> I don't even know if there is one. So. Uh, we'll yeah. have to look it up on Google Maps yes. and see what's there. Oh. Because the internet never lies. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so, so last question. Are you actually an alien or a government agent who's been charged with discrediting our fine state of North Dakota? No. No. <laughs> and that's exactly what one of those individuals would say. I see. <laughs>
<laughs> well, that was my last question. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Alt.conspiracy.black.helicopters. Thanks for listening to today's show. Be on the lookout for part two coming out in the near future. In part two, I'll be continuing the conspiracy theme and talking more in depth about why conspiracy theories are obsessed with pedophilia, more about the web bot, and also on artificial intelligence biases, and also my own ways of separating fact from fiction. See you next time. Thanks for listening to today's show. For additional information, including show notes and links to my bookstore and blog, please visit my website at www.melmystery.com. That's www.melmystery.com. If you have original poetry, music, or group or event to share, please let me know, and I'll consider featuring it on my website, blog, or in an upcoming podcast. Remember, reality is an illusion. The universe is a hologram. Bye, gold. Bye!